0: clock's gone. Oh, there it is down there. Okay. Very good. Hey, it's great to see you all on this warm morning of fellowship. And uh, it's, uh, it's lovely to be here. I actually feel like a guest speaker because it's been a little while since we've been here. And uh, I, uh, I bring you greetings from Papua New Guinea uh, from the end of November. Uh, I bring you greetings from uh, Waiala uh, church there. Being up there, we're at the beginning of December. I bring you greetings from uh, our third son's new church out at uh, Modby Heights, which we were at last Sunday because he's just been inducted uh, out there to be on their team um, in his role out there as a, as, past, as a pastor as well. And so finally, finally we made it to be here with you guys. So it's, it's nice to be here with you. I spoke uh, when I was in, in Wayala, which was uh, nearly three weeks, four weeks ago. And between then and now, this was the only preaching appointment I had. So you begin to say, Lord, what do you want me to speak upon? And as I sat in the various services in the various places we were at, I was impressed. I felt impressed by the name and by the scripture where it says, and they shall call his name. You shall call his name Emmanuel. God with us. And and I got to thinking about that and thinking about that and more thinking about that and even more thinking about what does it mean? What does it mean that God would say, you will call his name and he will be Emmanuel, God with us, which means God with us. What does that mean? He's always there. Thank you. So God with us. But what does that mean personally to us? What does that mean? How do we take that? Like every time I saw a manger scene and here I've got a nice cool scene to you can look at so if you get sick of looking at me because I get a bit hot, please look back there at the snow and cool down. But I got to thinking about what what does it how does that impact my life? What changes does this that what changes does this huge center point of human existence, Jesus being born, what does the name Emmanuel mean to me? Now, I want to try and answer three questions, and I want to try and answer them with you. The first one is that Jesus was God's son. And we know the beautiful scripture that says, unto us a child is born. But I think, well, at least I did. Maybe I shouldn't embrace everyone else in my thinking. I think for unto us a child is born, so we have a little baby in a manger And wow, that looks really cute, and that's nice. And I even know that you had a very cute little baby in a number of your manger scenes, and the baby played the part really well. It was all wonderful. But it says, unto us the son is born, unto us the son is given. Unto us the son is born through through the through the application, through the discipleship, through the placing herself at God's disposal through Mary's body. A son was born. A child was born, I should say. But the scripture goes on to say, but a son was given. And I got to think about that. We welcome the child. Oh, praise God for the child. But God committed his son to being that child. It was in the planning of God. I I got to reflect on that a bit more and I thought, well, from the very time of creation, God began to share who he was because how does because how does the invisible God make himself known to the visible creation? And he, he makes himself known by the names that he uses. And so in, the, in Genesis, he starts with Elohim, which is the, if you like, I, 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 the, the generic L is God. Elohim identifies him as the supreme God. Elohim. God of everything. That's how He begins, and then as you progress through uh, through the Book of Genesis and into Exodus and, and and so on, as you as you unroll the Scriptures, God begins to reveal more of who He is and what His plans and purposes are, of what His nature is through His names. He becomes El Shaddai. He becomes a. a Jehovah Rapha. He he becomes, the Lord is your banner. As he begins to reveal these things to us. Not just, not just the God that shall supply everything, El Shaddai, but the God who is all sufficient in everything that he does. Now, I've tried to be as a father, I tried to be all-sufficient in my family. I tried to earn an income to pay for the things we needed. Thank God for the little bit of a child endowment that came in back in the early days. That helped out a little bit. I tried to provide a nice home for us to live in. But you know, I failed a few times along the way. Sometimes I was a, a bit of an absent father even though I sat at the same table, because I was thinking about something else and not thinking about the family right there in front of me. came to realise that as much as I might try and be the all-sufficient one, I really wasn't. And in that strength, it's actually hard for me to really, to really conceive the whole idea, except that he is God, that God is all-sufficient in everything. There is nothing that captures him or catches him unaware. He knows everything. He has an answer for everything. He has a solution for every problem. He has the the power and strength to go through any situation. He is the God who is all sufficient. Oh my thinking deepens on a bit more and I'm thinking about these various names that he's revealed himself and I come back to the initial scripture in Matthew chapter 1 when it says, and she will bear a son and you will call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Now all of this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophets. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. God with us. A son. A son was given. Not a mistake. Intense planning brought about this circumstance. Right from the beginning of Genesis, right from the third chapter of Genesis, there's an indication in Scripture that God had a plan for this situation that his creation now found itself in. In fact, we can go further afield and we can find out before the world was even formed and created, that God had already worked out that if He did this creation, there may be a problem, and He already had a plan and an answer for that situation. Now, a God who plans like that, a God who considers those options, a, a God who's so considerate of us and our circumstance, He says, Of this child, you, Mary, are providing the baby, I am giving a son. Of this child, he says, his name will be called Emmanuel, God with us. Wow. So you see the real answer to our problem is not, and our circumstance and our situation and our our being and our existence is not just to know God, not just to know about God, not just to have a concept of God, not just to have a, a God-like vacuum in our hearts, but to actually have God with us, God with us in a, in a, in a tangible way, God with us in a, in a real way, God with us not in a fairy tale, not in some, not in some magical emotional experience, but God with us in reality, God with us in strength. God with us in life. God with us as our comforter. God with us as our healer and our leader and our director, our shepherd. God with us as our future. To answer Harry's question. God with us as covering and removing our past. Some might say, "Why? well, I still remember it. Yes, that's so you can learn the lessons from it and not go down those same paths again. That's why God doesn't eradicate your memories, but he takes the power of those memories, those things that would have held you trapped and captive, he takes the power of those things and he breaks them asunder so that your history no longer has a part to play in your future except provide a foundation of knowing what not to do and understanding that God has a future for you. God with us. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. God with us. Augustine came to a point in his experience and he said it this way and and I find this most eloquent as I have lost it now among my notes here. Forgive me for a second as I find it again. Augustine said this Oh God from whom to be turned is to fall To whom to be turned is to rise. From whom to depart is to death, is to die. To whom to return is revive. In whom to dwell is to live. Whom no man loses unless he be deceived. Whom no man seeks unless he has been admonished. Whom no man finds unless he has been cleansed. Whom to abandon is to perish. To reach out to whom is to love. To see whom is true possession. took me a while to think through some of those too. Thank God. You're so precise. You shall call his name Emmanuel. God with us. God with us. What a marvellous plan. There's another part of scripture in Corinthians which says that if the rulers of this age had understood what the plan of God was, they never would have overseen and promoted the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. But you see, they didn't understand. They didn't conceive the secret that was being unfolded right there before him, that even in his death, which seems such a tragedy, was the greatest victory of all time that the very center point of history, of man's history of creation, at the very pinnacle point, at the very critical point, that Jesus, God's son, who was to be God with us, was giving his life so that he could join his life with ours and forever be together. God with us. We are never going to find success by God being apart from us. We're never going to find success by doing it on our own. We're never going to find the answers to being what God wants us to be by trying to do it by ourselves or by our own good works. It was never, ever, ever going to happen. God, who is so deliberate, who knows everything, says, this child, my son, whom I'm giving to you, as part of this miraculous birth with Mary, providing the baby part. I'm giving you the very best of heaven. And he, he shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. So I began to explore what with us could mean. Now, and forgive me if I mention your name at this point because I'm not doing it rudely, but only to illustrate a point. Josh is back there in the PA box. God bless you, Josh. Josh is with us. But he's he's separated from me. I can't reach him, I can't touch him. I think he's kind of smiling, but he's kind of got that look on his face that says, I've got to keep an eye on this PA and make sure it doesn't whistle and howl and he's he's somewhat with me, but he's a little bit distracted from me. But I can't I can't say that he's I can't say that I've got physical contact with him. Because he's back there. And I'm up here. So let me come a little bit closer to home Pastor Alf seated over here on the side Pastor Alf is here, he's with us isn't he? But the only one that can really touch him is his wife who's sitting beside him or the two persons one sitting behind him and one sitting in front of him I really can't Hi Pastor Alf, it's nice to see yeah I can wave, yeah it's really good but he's not really with me he's with me but he's not really with me. I seem to be picking on this side of the congregation. I don't know why, but Laura's in the front row. Oh, except for Sheila. Laura's in the front row, almost. And I can see her, and I can see the glory of motherhood developing around her, and I can... Almost touch her. Yeah, we can reach to each other. But she's not with me. She's not just right here. Jesus said, and his name will be called Emmanuel. Howard, can I borrow you? Would you come, please, here? I need this young man for a moment. now, out of all the congregational members right now, Howard is the one closest to me. He, he's, he's right beside, you're all witnesses, he's right beside me. I've got my arm around about him, He's, he's he is with me. We, we, are, we are here together, as long as I hold on to him tight, even if he wanted to pull away from me, I... I reckon I could probably hold him, and if that wasn't good enough, I could just lift him off the ground so he couldn't run away. So I've got him. He's with me, he's right beside me. Jesus was to be God with us indivisible, inseparable, unable to be removed. Where's Howard gone? (laughs) Emmanuel, God with us. Not on the outside, not at a distance, up close. In us. With us. With us. God is with us. Not as a friendly companion which we walk down the street but in us beyond being seen in us alive in our spirits alive in our hearts touching our very mortal being through his intervention and the presence of him who is in us. Guiding our consciences speaking to our hearts revealing himself to us revealing his word to us. God's he's he's still there, I I can just feel him (laughs) Emmanuel thank you my friend Emmanuel it's God with us what a divine masterful superseding plan Not not an arm's length friendship Not just a close-by-near-to-your-side friendship. Not even a close-under-your-arm-type friendship. But a God with us. In us. In our lives with us. Thank you, my friend. You may be seated. Paul concludes this idea... And he says these words in in the Colossians and chapter one and verse 27. He says these words, and says, "To whom God has willed to make known what is, not what past are and not looking to, what is current tense, what is? The riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. Christ in you. Christ in you. If I said right after the service we're going to hold a half-hour prayer meeting, I think I might find out that some of you are no longer with me in that half-hour prayer meeting. Uh, there's a husband at home, there's lunch at home cooking, there's another appointment, there's other arrangements. There'll be, there'll be reasonable reasons why you aren't with us in that half-hour prayer meeting. Now, I'm not going to call a half-hour prayer meeting, don't worry, and I'm almost done. You see, I, I'm wanna, I want you to understand... That Christ in you is not being affected by circumstances. That Christ in you is not being changed by the things that are around about you. That Christ in you, the hope of glory, is not being affected by world conditions or world circumstances or which government is or isn't what the regime is in your country. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's Emmanuel. It's God with us. That was the plan of this darling baby that he would come in a vessel that could identify with each one of us a baby. But it was God the Father who gave his son. It was a baby born, but a son was given. A baby was born, but a son was given so that you and I could enjoy this name Emmanuel, God with us. Not on the outside, on the inside. Not at a distance, close at hand. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for the gift of your son, Emmanuel. Thank you that you foresaw our needs, you foresaw our circumstances, You foresaw our every situation that we would be in. And Lord, you rescued us by planting that seed of life, that giving us the gracious and precious gift of your Son, who is in us, whose name says he is with us. Jesus, thank you this day that this wonderful promise of this Christmas babe just didn't end as you exchanged your swaddling clothes for clothes, as you exchanged your life for our lives, as you died and rose again. But in that, in that promise of Emmanuel, you have given us eternity. In that promise of Emmanuel, you have given us forever and ever And ever and ever, in that promise of Emmanuel, you have justified us and brought us to your side. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your grace and your love today as we acknowledge and grow in your love upon our lives. Heavenly Father, bless each member of this congregation. Bless their going out and their coming in. Bless their uprising and their down-sitting, Lord God. Keep them from harm's way. Preserve their lives, I pray, that we all might bring testimony and honour to our Lord Jesus Christ. And in his name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, you Emmanuels.